This is the iRacers Lounge, featuring the latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and more. Now here's Alan Fajari and Mike Ellis. Welcome to iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Alan Fajari. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Uh, with me here, we got our usuals of... Uh, Carlos Fonseca and Mike Ellis, but we also have Brad Miller and Jose Baban, who were guests of the show before. So welcome, guys. Hey. Hello. All right. So let's kind of, we got a few topics to talk about this week, including the new build, which we'll get to later. But uh, let's talk about the pro race first at Watkins Glen. Um, So I see that uh, Alan Boas won that thing in pretty dominating fashion. uh, ain't that anybody uh, see that race there? I read the article about it. Uh, I, I didn't see the race, but interestingly, second win of the uh, in a row for him, and obviously extends his point lead. Uh, you know, it's great to win on an oval and then go to a road course and win there. Boy, that really shows you got it together. Yeah, Alan seems to do pretty well at Watkins Glen. He, he, I think he does uh, pretty well in those stock cars on road road. Uh, Courses, which is pretty tough, but uh, Alan seems to do pretty well. So, congratulations to Alan on that. Um, and then we have the Block Plane Endurance uh, Series that's, uh, I believe, finishing last week. Is that correct, uh, Carlos? What's that? The Block Plane Endurance uh, uh, qualification for the <laughs> for the Pro Series. Uh, I don't. Know. What am I looking at here? Points you're talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, you're looking at the points. Who who won that? Uh, it looks who like won the, that thing. I don't know. I just see P1 there was was it NX Racing Blue Team and the Rough or Roop, whatever you call that car. Second place was Core Motorsports. Looks like third was another NX Racing Yellow Team. This time in a BMW. And the four racer Goanda Simsport number eighteen was fourth. And I have no clue how to say this next name, but I'll try. Uh, the Dark Contigo Racing Team are rough. They're in a rough for the top five there. Looks like Radicals are in eighth, and and good old Team Tifosi, or at least the first Tifosi team, which was me and Jose. We got a 190, I believe. Hey, I'll say it's not bad. Right? All right, they're not bad for top 200. Hey, yeah, we, we got a finish in the championship. Uh, that's pretty uh outstanding i mean it's hard enough just to do them all yeah we ran all them races and there was a few we had probably would have finished better in the points if i hadn't screwed up i think it was it's older or one of these tracks i screwed up and wrecked the car right away in the last hour yep and uh mike your your team you dropped out and my team we dropped out so yeah we didn't make it very far at all i think the first race and that was it I believe Mike's team, they only get, as I said, did that one. They're down in the 400 somewhere. And your team, Alan, was down in the 300s, even with missing some of them races. Yeah, we were, we were pretty bad. <laughs> so our best finish was the race that didn't count. The Monza. Um, yeah. That was, but uh, so congratulations to all the guys that made uh, into the Pro Series or the World Championships of Endurance Racing, the Blanc Plain Endurance. It's a top 40, right? Yep, top 40. 
and uh, I'm sure they'll put on a real good show. And uh, it's uh, it's interesting, but we're going to hear a lot of familiar names in that series. So it's uh, guys that uh, who are normally very good at this stuff are are there again. My my comment here is kudos to the guy who put together this awesome Google spreadsheet and kept track of this. Uh, you know, and iRacing really needs to step up and get proper scoring so people don't have to do this. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of disappointing that you can't see where your team is. Yeah, I mean, they have an individual, but that to me, that's, that isn't any good. That's pointless yeah. in this case. Yeah, because it's a team event. It has to be teams, and, and they should have the data to be able to do it, if you ask me. Oh, so. I've always tried to, like, bring up data, but it never actually comes up. <laughs> Right. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, uh, but uh, let's hope they get some of the other stuff fixed first before they work on this one. <laughs> so we'll get. To but anyways, that. okay. Yeah. They hopefully they'll they'll do that. Um, let's talk about the the real some real racing just for a minute here with the, the snowball derby and our uh, what we say one of the best i racers on the system and. Well, he has very, the highest I rating ever. Yep, and one I would say a very much up and coming real racer. You guys, guys, been doing awesome at this thing is uh, Ty Majeski. So, uh, Mike, you want to talk a little bit about what he was, what he did there at Snowball Derby? Well, yeah. After the NASCAR season wraps up, the Snowball Derby is always a, an event that a lot of uh, people uh, watch. You know, from the industry of NASCAR very carefully because we got a lot of up-and-coming drivers that have done well in NASCAR that have done well at the Snowball Derby. And so this late model race really draws all the best, you know, late models uh, around the, the country come, come to this, as well as, you know, these up-and-coming stars. And, and Ty Majewski, I mean, he is one of those for sure, and he finished third. Uh, in the event, um, the, the winner was actually disqualified post race uh, for being too heavy on the right side. I think just by 0.3 grams or something like that. I don't know, That's but ridiculous. it was just right over the right over the limit. So he they uh, stripped him of the win. Second place took the win, and uh, that was Eric Jones, right? Uh, I think it was Justin Bell. Oh, no, it was Christopher Bell who got disqualified. That's correct. Yeah, he ran great and obviously won the race, but uh, got disqualified. Um, And he was running the Kyle Busch Motorsports car. And uh, second place, I I think it was Eric Jones. It was Chase Elliott. Oh, Chase Elliott, right. So Chase Elliott ended up with the win. And then, uh, obviously, there's Ty Majeski right there behind him. So... I mean, he's in really good company. He's with Chase Elliott, who's going to be a cup star next year. Uh, He's right there. If one of these big NASCAR owners doesn't realize that this is the next guy, they're blind. Uh, I expect Childress, Penske, these guys to be signing this guy up. Watch over the winner, I'll call it. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, someone's going to snatch him up real quick here. He's uh, really making a name for himself out there in the – the big races there. Yeah, congratulations, Ty, and to iRacing, kudos for sponsoring him. I, I mean, he's got iRacing.com on the hood of his car with a big trophy uh, here on Twitter. Uh, looks great, uh, and with iRacing support, you know, Ty is getting noticed. 
Yep. So congratulations to Ty. Job well done. And uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing about you a lot more in the future. All right. Let's kind of kind of jump into the next uh, 100 topics here, uh, which all revolve around the new build. And um, so the first thing we want to say is before the new build came out, there was a, a nice YouTube video of uh, Dave uh, Kamer talking about the uh, Nurburgring. And uh, it really gave a little bit of uh, uh, history to it and, and, and stuff about this track. And it showed, uh, um, it showed more of the track and had him talk about how are you wanting to do it for a long time and, and uh, everything. It was, a, it was a pretty neat video that they put out. Uh, who else saw that video? Yeah, I did. And if you're a fan of sim racing history, this is a must watch. I mean, there's so many tidbits here about older releases, uh, Grand Prix legends, and, and, you know, like you said, how he wanted to get the track into those games, you know, when he was working on those and uh, the Indy 500 game and all those 1990s uh, sim releases. There's a lot of interesting tidbits there from uh, the man himself, Dave Kamer. Yeah, it was a it was a good watch, and it's about thirteen minutes or something like that. So uh, go out there and and, and yep. go check out the iRacing uh, YouTube channel and uh, and watch that. Um, and then Tuesday build day came, and and so we'll just kind of uh, talk a little bit about build day. Uh, well, let's, first of let's all, call it plural days. Cause yeah. Uh, we really went into three, almost four days there. I would well, say three. Question: When was the first time you looked to see if I racing was back up? Well, I knew enough to stay away, and I was busy with work, so I stayed away. And I was watching kind of on Facebook and Twitter. There was a lot of discussion uh, from the iRacing community about it. So I knew when things were working and things weren't uh, because people were talking about it. Yeah, I was sitting around. From 12 p.m. you know, you know, noon, just waiting around to see if it would ever come back up, and then two o'clock came around. So yeah, it's about the time they're usually up, and nope, nothing. Six o'clock came around, <laughs> still nothing. Nine o'clock came around, nothing. So I just gave up for the night, and obviously something was wrong. Yeah, I I was uh, first looking around 2 p.m. my time, and uh, and so I was just. Look, and I did get the pre-release of the, the download stuff. Did uh, anybody else get that? Yeah, somebody was posting a link somewhere that was a direct link to the download page because you couldn't go through the fr the members page because it was down, but there that apparently download link still worked off of some other server. Yeah, you know the yeah. initial site of iRacing, you can go there and just type in members or something and just add a download. After like the last word or something, you delete that, put download. It'll take you to the same place, and that's what I did to get mine downloaded. Yeah, so that actually kind of helped. I actually did uh, both my uh, computers that way being before. Uh, I did that as well. Yeah, so that, that really helped. But uh, so when it came up Tuesday night, uh, Carlos, you said you, you didn't get into it, but did anyone besides me get into it Tuesday night? I heard of people getting into it, but not many. All right. I was in for about an hour on Tuesday night. And basically, when you got into the website, you're able to. I did a, just a test session. 
And because the first thing I wanted to see was the fact that I knew that we were having a league race on Thursday with uh, Xfinity Cars at Pocono and uh, one of the, or I shouldn't say one of, it was the fix set didn't pass inspection. So that was one of the first things I went to go check out and make sure that it passed inspection. And so I was able to get in there, but uh, I immediately started noticing some of the sound changes and and some of the graphic changes, which we'll get into. Um, but it, and then as soon as I got out of it, site was down, and uh, you know I was on basically on TeamSpeak with my team. We were having you know someone was checking every once in a while, but we ended up playing dirt rally all that night. So. <laughs> It was a it was a different night, but it was kind of frustrating. You know, people would be uh, reading the tweets by uh, St Steve Myers and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, uh, then uh, Wednesday came along. Uh, did anybody have any success uh, Wednesday? I no, I, I stayed away again, but I did see that you know people were getting restless. Uh, um, there was a hashtag going on Twitter. Uh, what I realized while iRacing is down or something like that. And uh, it was quite funny to check that out and what people were saying. And, um, and the other thing is, is, you know it's a long outage when you get one of the, uh, the Hitler uh, YouTube videos. <laughs> yep. And uh, this one was Hitler does not get to race at the Nordschleif, and it was pretty funny. Uh, the last time I saw one of these is the last time we had a big outage, and uh, it's hilarious. Uh, you got to you, you got to watch this if uh, you want to have a good laugh. Yeah, they actually do a pretty good job putting them together. You know who does that? Uh, on this particular channel, it, the YouTube name is SF Privateer. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Don't know who that is, but uh, anyways, it was uh, it's it's a funny thing, and so yeah, people start uh, doing things when they uh, seem to have more time in their hands um, about it. But uh, so, how long was a was the service completely down? Uh, it's really three to four days. I think in the fourth day it was kind of off and on there. So that would have been Thursday. So that would have been uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Thursday it actually came back up. Okay. Now, Te technically, the site is still on the works. It's not completely restored. Not right. All and through these past few days, I it's been weird. I've been able to get in on different spurs, and but I would never be able to enter a race. But now, recently, well, yesterday, I'll still have an issues. Well, what I understood is the release included uh, this new front end on the website stuff. It didn't work at all, so they reverted back to the original stuff and we're still on that so as, yeah and as we'll talk about here they're going to have another big release here on monday to try to fix all these things uh which is two days from now they're going to take the entire day accordingly uh, on monday so um yeah let's get into that a little bit um yeah i was kind of surprised at how long they scheduled this yeah, well, you know, I understand. The, I don't know about the update. I understand about the original, uh, the original update because of the fact that, you know, it was a it was a large one, and so they they scheduled for six hours of downtime, which they did again for this one. But I think I think that what they're doing is just putting out expectations. I think, and be honest with you, it's 
That's probably realistic, yeah. Or... Yeah. Well, let's say it's it's back up in in two hours, you know. But people are expecting six. Well, I think that, or actually, it might be eight, eight hours. Um, it's it's a little, you know, it's a in the IT world, <laughs> we do this a lot. It's a little feel good for the people because they think you're, you know, had something smooth or whatever, which you probably did, but. You know, you gotta allow yourself a little leeway time just in case things go bad, and I think that's what they're doing here. But obviously, on Tuesday, uh, imagine if they would have told us, "Yeah, it's gonna be down for three days." Right. Yeah. You know, I don't so, think it's ever been down that long before. I think is this a new record for us? Uh, for me, it is since I've been on since uh, late 2013. Yeah, it's a record for me too, and it's been over three and a half years for me. And six. Yeah. This has been the worst. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, uh, so they're going to do an update on on Monday again. And yeah, fifteen so, hours. Yep. Hopefully, it's back up uh, by evening time for. Well, nineteen hundred is what they uh, indicate. Well, wait a minute. Now, Eastern the, time is fourteen hundred. Yep. So that's uh, two o'clock Eastern. They say it's back up, but uh, we'll see about that. Right. I so, don't think anyone's uh, holding their breath there. Yeah, I'm just hoping it's back up before, uh, uh, let's say, 7 o'clock Eastern. <laughs> or tomorrow. No, I don't know. What are you talking about? We're t- the, uh, they're going to do an outage on Monday, Carlos, oh, okay. two days from now, yeah. and fix <laughs> all these things thing. that we're talking about. So, Yep. So, anyway, uh, let's... Yeah, well, let's... Uh, let's uh, uh, Mike, I'm going to skip over the next thing until later, but let's talk about the new build and some of the stuff that was in there. Okay. Uh, obviously, we got the majors. Uh, we have two new tracks, and we have a new car. So let's talk about the the small one first, Southern National. Anybody test it out? Yeah, I have. I uh, I ran a race there today. The Rumble in the Pines? I did. I did. Yeah. Finished fifth. Oh, very good. Um I uh, I actually have bought that was one of my first tracks where I bought both the tracks, but um, yeah, I raced uh, the Rumble in the Pines last night too, and I personally love this track. I love the short track, the high banking, uh, the different lines you can take, uh, whether or not you want to run the high line to get good momentum coming off the corners. Um, it is it is now my favorite short track on the surface. Boy, that's saying that's something. Fun. Yeah, what did you think of it, Brad? I like it. It kind of uh, reminds me of a not as steeped bank old Bristol. Uh, you can run the high line, but the bottom is a lot more preferred. And uh, uh, of course, maybe that's just my distrust of somebody being under me. But uh, I can run it harder myself on the bottom, and uh, you fight for the bottom. Uh. Yeah, I definitely see, like, in the fixed set, you definitely fight for the, the bottom. But I think when uh, people start doing some open sets around there, they might set it up for the high. Um, but it was, uh, to me, I, I, I just I, I loved it because it was, it was, there was plenty of room. Um, there's, it's, a, it's a great short track. So if you guys haven't tried it or if you haven't bought it, I, I would... Uh, if you like short track racing or if you plan to do any of the series that are short track stuff, 
Um, I know in, in one of our leagues, uh, I included it in in the in the series. So if uh, if you haven't got it, I would suggest get it, try it, have some fun with it. It's a it's a very fun track, and uh, so now let's talk about the big one, which was actually two two big ones. Yeah, that's a fifteen dollar uh, one, and then another fifteen dollar one, right? And you can thirty for the whole thing. Uh, I have to admit, I don't look at the prices. I'm assuming, yeah, that's the full price. Uh, that's a normal rack rate price. So you might yeah. pay less depending on how long you've been a member or whatever. Or yeah, if you're 100 percent content owner, I think it's 30 percent. Anybody with over 40 items purchased gets 25. Right. And then you know that buy six or more or buy three or more items, and there's different percentages off of that. Um, but uh, let's talk about this track. Um, I have to admit I have not driven the GP version of the of Nuburi yet, so I can't really talk about that. But has anybody tried that? About the GP? Yeah. Yeah, I ran a few laps yesterday, and was it a GT3? No, it was a cup car. <laughs> I took a stock, stock car there. For the regular GP, you know. Now, did and you I, actually get in an official time? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think I did. I think I was just messing around. Then. Uh, I did, yeah, the, the I GP is the not an one. official time thing, though. I don't I don't think. I'm I think that's the like Nordschleif. Well, I guess I was referring to the fact of it's such a long course, you, you're liable to get a 1X, you I'm know. I'm talking about like the GP, which is the yeah. one Formula One goes to. Oh, I see. That's a shorter version of yep. it. Yeah, the GP kind of remind me. I have to admit that since I wasn't in it, I only saw uh, people's videos. It kind of remind me a little bit of like Silverstone, kind of flat. Am, am I right about that? I don't know. There's some places that do have a lot of elevation changes, mainly just uphills, but they're not like drastic. You can they're gradual. Yeah, slowly build yeah. up. So it looked like it was more contained contained in a little area, though. So at least that's what it looked like to me. And, and actually, I should go out on a track and, and really test it out. Um, so that was one part of the Nurburgring. And the second part, which, to be honest with you, is a fantastic part, very long, um, is the North Sleeve. Fun, though. Um, and so... Uh, who got out on that track? And, and no, I did. And what did you think of it? Pretty awesome, if you ask me. I mean, probably the best version of it out to date, you know, of any sim out there. iRacing's just really put all their work into this. Yeah, so when you compare it to the other games, you'd, you'd say iRacing definitely has it down. Yeah, but if you compare it to Assetto Corsa, which I did do a video of, you know, I compared it to Assetto Corsa, and they're pretty much identical in a way, except iRacing does seem to have more accuracy in where the bumps are. All right. Um, uh, me, personally, I that's I enjoyed that. It's a, it's a long road, um, and the only thing for me... Um, is it's going to take a while for me to learn. Um, you know, obviously we got some guys that that, that kind of knew it and, and stuff like that that are out there with you uh, running around and they're able to uh, to get around. But 
it's just there's so many blind corners and stuff. You just you all of a sudden you come up and go, well, a real sharp sharp turn here and stuff. And so um, it's gonna for me, it's gonna take a while to learn. And but it it it's a beautiful track. It's yeah. It's I think a, if you wanted to put the time in and learn the track, you and you were able to get yourself fast because you know where the blind turn is and that you don't have to lift right there, and you can gain all that time and all that like the good guys. Yeah, it'd be fun. Looks like you're driving to me like on a highway, you know, as I watch the replays. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's great. doesn't feel like you're on a track, you know. It doesn't yeah, feel like an enclosed track because you're going straight, you know. Yeah, you're on a country road. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Just a country road with a lot of graffiti. But, you know what uh, I was telling my teammates uh, when we were talking about this earlier in the week is, you know what this sparked in my mind of the next track we need. We need Isle of Man. Oh, great. How many motorcycles are Yeah, well, aren't they going to do uh, uh, the Petit Le Mans or whatever it's called? Uh, where it's uh, basically a, a road course through through towns and stuff like that in France. Am I thinking that correct? Oh, for the 24-hour Le Mans? Yeah. Yeah, they, they're working on that. I guess it might be called Petit, right? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that, that I think that one would be interesting too. Yeah, that'll be fun too for sure, and it'll be similar to this Nordschliff, I'd think. Uh, yeah, but it's not that hard to learn. Yeah, so it's Carlos, much shorter, right? Yeah, is it much shorter? What the the Lamont course? It's about I don't know how you put this mile. I think eight miles. While the Nordschliff is thirteen or so. Okay. And um, mostly straightaways on, you know, Le Mans. Yeah. Carlos, how long did it take you to load up the Nordschleif? Uh, let's see. The regular Nordschleif by itself, not the combined version, took me about, I don't know, minute and a half, two minutes. I think it's just mainly because of an SSD. and the, that's, It's a huge track, big download, and I believe the, the combined one took about 30, 40 seconds longer. Okay. Yeah, I've been hearing some people say four minutes, six minutes, you know, on the length of time it takes to load. Yeah, um, not if you have an SSD or not. Well, I don't have an SSD, but I think you guys know that I'm normally one of the first ones on a track after you hit join race. And uh, I only had like a minute to wait for the for the Nordschleif. Oh, wow. And so I... Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know what makes my computer faster. I really yeah, don't. I your machine no is slaying it. Yeah, I've I heard a no lot idea. of uh, stories about uh, this, and I guess we'll talk about it right now. But from what I've heard, you have to have pretty much Windows Seven sixty-four bit, not thirty-two bit, to be able to run the Nordschliff really correctly with all your graphics settings where they usually are. Because Windows only uh, 32-bit only allows you to actually use, I, I think it's two giga, two giga RAM, Correct. and then 64-bit allows you to use four. 64-bit only allows you. Maybe it's more now, four? but it, it's it's more than two, I should say. Uh, so the 64-bit allow the Windows system allows you to use more RAM uh, per application, kind of thing. 
Yeah, that's, that's one thing I do is I, I have uh, 16 gigs of RAM, um, which I think helps on the thing. I am, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the graphical stuff uh, later, but I think the, the, it's, uh, the 16 gigs, I think, helps me in, in some matters. But honestly, I don't know the reason why I get into things quicker. It might be my internet connection. I'm not positive. I could but, have, what, 100 meg? Yeah, I think I got like 150 download. Yeah, there's a thread in the forums about this where uh, one of the iRacing staff members indicated the ring requires a 64-bit operating system honestly to load. He can load it in running in a 32-bit SIM in Windows uh, if the memory slider is reasonably low on the graphics option screen. So okay. if you have 32 bits and you're going to run this Nordschleif and you're having problems, you're going to have to play with those sliders and actually turn them down. Okay. And then I also wanted to point out that it's not necessarily Windows 7 machine you need. You can have <laughs> you can have a Windows 8 or Windows 10, right. but it needs to be I, yeah, minimum bit. Windows 7. And I think we talked about it in the previous episode. They were indicating XP is, you know, certainly isn't going to work, especially when we get to DX11. Yeah, it's uh, it's time to upgrade if uh, if you haven't and you particularly plan to race in everything. So anyway, uh, uh, what did you think of? Did it uh, drop your frame rates and that type of stuff, though, Carlos? Oh, I don't know. It didn't really affect me that much. Certain, oh, talking about the Nurburgring? Yeah. Yeah, there it, it does seem, just in the combined version, actually, coming out of the pits, it gets really low. It just drops for no reason. It's just really weird. There's not that much detail going on. So I don't understand it, but everywhere on the track, it's fine. Right, yeah, I heard about around the pit area, too. That's what I heard from people. I haven't really experienced much. I mean, I did have some some uh, chattering so it's possible I might have to turn down some of the detail uh, when I race that track but otherwise I thought it was pretty good I, I didn't think it was that bad at all so um, and let's kind of talk a little bit about the graphics changes they did um, yeah there's a new option in graphical uh, options in the sim called render car first it's a checkbox they're recommending right now to disable this, to uncheck it. It's actually checked default. So they're saying uh, this is a new option, but it doesn't work. So they want you to uncheck it uh, until they get the, uh, they're going to release a small patch soon to fix this issue. Now, I don't know if that's going to be included in Monday's build or not. They haven't released the release notes. But if you're having problems uh, between now and Monday, I would definitely uncheck that. Render car first. Yeah, was there? Did you guys get improvements on uh, on your graphics with the new build? The particles, the popcorn effects. Yeah, absolutely. So you were able to see the stuff on on this build then. So you were able to there popcorn effects. That's what the I think that's what's called. Yeah, uh, I had everything. I have everything turned on. So yeah, I definitely am seeing it. Uh, when you look at the replays. It's way better than if you're in the car. Yeah, I, I noticed the difference too. I really like it. Yeah, one thing that I noticed is, and I noticed this on Tuesday when I was able to get in for that hour, was that um, one of the things that I normally do is right now I, I 
cap my frames at 84 and I uncapped it because I want to I just want to see if there's graphical improvements and stuff and normally when I uncap it I would be around 84 and this time when I loaded in the sim I was around 150 so no, I, I haven't was, seen improvement like that but I haven't uncapped mine either yeah I was just this to me I was just like wow and so uh, so what I did was is that I was able to up the detail that I had at lower detail, uh, except for the grandstands and crowd because you know that isn't that big of a deal. But otherwise, I have all everything else on high detail, and then I capped it again, and I haven't had a problem at all. So I think that the, some of the graphical uh, changes that they did uh, their engine has really worked well, and. Uh, well, let's talk about some of these. Uh, one of the items we're going to, in the release notes, is debris will collect on tires of the player car and then be flung off when appropriate. This means tires will continue to emit grass, gravel, dirt, and marbles even after leaving the associated surface. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the video empty box put up. Mainly this is just for the viewers that are watching on Twitch. But you can actually see chunks of marbles and rubber flying off the rear tires when he comes across it. Right, he's when he's like doing these burnouts and stuff, yeah. yeah. You just see it flying off. Well, I got a question for you guys. Last night we did a, a super late model race. Were you guys being hit by marbles at all? Coming off of other cars? I don't think so. I noticed it at the start, but it seemed like after we had the first caution, the marbles were gone. The track was cluttered with them at the start, but in at least from my view. Yeah, I... I I think I kind of saw that too, even though uh, in our settings we're not cleaning off the marbles. But, um, but yeah, it was it was interesting because you can actually get the marbles to hit your windshield and stuff like that. And so, I actually saw that. I did so. a uh, Indy car race this morning, the uh, Laguna Seca, the Lara series, I guess it was. And if you go off track and get in them gravels or whatever it is. Uh, you will hear them things hitting your car, wings, and side pods for probably the next 10 seconds after you get back up on the road. Well, you can actually see that dirt trail, and I might as well just talk about this too. The same car, same track combination, someone went off track, and I swear I saw a big chunk of dirt fly right at my windshield. Yep. Let me talk about or the popcorn helmet. effects. Uh, it. There must be some trade name for some third-party software, but they call it Popcorn FX. It's a new particle system for iRacing that greatly enhances the audiovisual experience of vehicles interacting with the world. The system manages everything from smoke clouds and grass particles to marbles and sparks. If your computer can handle it, crank your graphic settings up to max for a hyper-realistic racing experience. Which I did. <laughs> And you liked it, so uh, includes yeah. the following new sparks that will collide when vehicle when vehicle bodies collide, new backfire visual effects and matching audio customized on a per car basis. Which new is beautiful, dense, by the way. Yeah, new dense smoke effects, which, which can appear better. from all around a car's tires. Now, I experienced that, I think, when we were at USA. Uh, there was a big wreck, and there's a smoke cloud, and it was like... Cold trickle, drive through the smoke, you'll make it. And yeah, a I moment, <laughs> and uh, it was like that. You couldn't see anything. 
Oh, I think it's I, I think it's wonderful. I, and I think I mentioned uh, to you guys last night that I, I saw it on Thursday night, where you, you're coming up to a wreck, and if you can't see through that smoke, it's probably a bad wreck and probably something you don't want to drive through. I but wouldn't if that's hard way. Yeah, but if it's if it's uh, if it's lighter, then you know it's either just a wheel spin off of someone, and that's another thing too is that you can tell when someone slides in the corner too because you can see the see the smoke now, and it's uh, but it, it kind of gives you a nice visual effect on whether or not this is something you should just continue driving through, or something uh, I better stop here. <laughs> yeah, the smoke is completely different. Yeah, I love it. By the way, I I think that's a wonderful job they did on the on the smoke. I I think that's that's great. It's a, for me, it's a great visual cue on what's going on. And I've heard from people it's pretty realistic. Now, one thing could some people like turn that down so they can get an advantage by being able to see through it. Uh, good question. I really don't know. I mean, uh, we I should check because, that out. Well, it's a sim. People got to treat it as such. Yeah, uh, I I. Personally, I'm going to leave it the way it is because that's the way I love it. And if yeah. someone else gets advantage, more power to them. I'm yeah, sure they but, thought of that somehow, but yeah. Uh, let's Man. keep going down the list here for popcorn effects. The next one was debris from track will now support collision with vehicles and feature a matching set of sound effects, including gravel, dirt, grass, and marbles. And vehicle tires now also more realistically collect, hold, and discard debris over the course of a race, including dust, grass, pebbles, and marbles. Good. Uh, speaking of that, uh, at that, uh, uh, we'll talk about the collision stuff uh, a little bit later, but there's something I want to talk about, about Rex. Uh, so remind me about that, okay? Um, yeah, let's but, go back down uh, through our list here. Yep. The next item up after the popcorn effects uh, was when Tire hosting warmers? a session that is not a race, the open pit stalls for the track may be extended, allowing more racers into the session. These extra racers will use shared pit stalls. So we talked about this, Alan, that you wanted to be able to do this in oval racing, and I think... That's what they did. It is now possible to host more drivers in an event than there are pit stalls, and drivers will share a pit stall to make this happen. If you're hosting an open practice, you can allow up to 60 cars to join and drive at the same time. If you're hosting an event that has a race, then the maximum number of cars is no longer limited by the number of pit stalls at the track, but by the number of starting grid stalls. Most tracks this time are still limited to having the same number of starting grid stalls as pit stalls, but we have updated a few of the bigger tracks to support up to 60 drivers in a race. Yeah, and see, what I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to have 60 people in practice, 60 people qualify, 43 in a race. That's kind of what I want. I, was I think that's what they're saying it. they can do. So like at Daytona, they're going to allow 60 people to go into your practice. But there's only 43 pit stalls, so only 43 will race. That's the way I read it. Uh, I was not reading it that way. I was reading that you can have up to the 60 in a race. 
says, but we have updated a few of the bigger tracks to support up to 60 drivers in a race. Right. So, yeah, so interesting. So when you're still hosting, unless you're doing one of the tracks that are set up to allow 60, and you put in the amount of drivers or availability or, you know, picking the max amount, it still will only list pit stalls for most of the tracks. Some will have 60, but I think all 60 will be allowed to race. So I don't think it's actually cutting down after qualifying. Right. I think that's still probably a manual thing that you would have to do is to eject people if they don't qualify for a race. So Yeah, it's not a big deal, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to see this in action to really get my head around it, I think. Yep, and then uh, did you read the last part? Uh, any other car who's using pit stop will fade out of view yeah, as they as you pull into your pit stall. So if if uh, if me and Mike are sharing pit stalls, and Mike's sitting in there as I'm coming in, I would see him there real quickly, but he would fade out of view, so I still can make a proper proper stop, and he won't uh, his pit. pit yeah, his won't interfere with me, and mine won't interfere with him. So it's actually a, a good way to do that, I think. So, yeah, and if in the pit stalls of everybody else, you'll actually see people drive on top of each other into the same box. So it only yeah. disappears for your stall. Right, yeah. Now, for those people that wanted to have where we don't drive through each other on pit road and have it realistic, this is taking us farther away from that, it seems like. Uh, yeah, but uh, for those people, I am not one. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. I, I can't imagine the mess it would be if we had collision in, in the pits. I can't imagine how bad it would be. You know how many people overshoot their pits now? Well, the real guys pull it off somehow. Oh, yeah, what if again, it was? that's real. Because <laughs> they don't suck. Yeah. That's <laughs> no. real again. But what if they had it to where that um, you could only drive through, say, three or four pit stalls, and that's it? You can't go the whole length of the the pit lane. No, through the work. pits. Yeah, I would be okay with that, that actually. Yep. No, I think you there know, was a time early iRacing where you could collide on pit road. Uh, wasn't it that way in the old games? I don't know. In there like NASCAR Racing 2003 and stuff? I'm thinking it was. That you can still hit people on pit road, but maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm thinking it was. But I think it would be a mess right now. And, you know, Mike and I, we always talk about it, and, you know, I'm saying it's basically you're racing on a computer. You get me in a real car where I can see around me and I have all my mirrors and I have looking out the windows and that kind of stuff like that. It's a totally different story than, than me with just, even with the three monitors, I can't see everything around me. I don't have a feel what exactly what's going on. It's probably going to be difficult for me just to make it into my pit stall without actually running into someone else. So, um I think that the the real and the computer racing, you still have to have stuff like this so it doesn't ruin races. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of funny if they turned it on like that and then we all went to go race and 
yep, first caution comes out, we all pull into the pits and we don't pull out. <laughs> we all yeah. uh, literally all wreck there is probably what would happen. Well, it's funny, um, um, my, my team, we were talking about that uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, one of the guys like, you know, oh, they should put that in. And then we were kind of talking about the reasons why not to do it. And then he goes, yeah, I guess it'd be pretty bad. They shouldn't put it in. <laughs> so, but um, let's talk a little bit about back up to some of the other build stuff they got um, that uh, we kind of glanced over or skipped over. Uh, the ping window now shows IP version 6 addresses uh, where available. You can actually go into your settings, which is... Uh, on the uh, on the front page of the website, you can go to settings and it will open up a little box and you can change your connection to uh, uh, the IP version 6. And that will only be if your system supports the version 6 and the server that you're trying to connect to will support the version 6 and will connect to that that way. Otherwise, it will downgrade itself to version 4. Now, I um, played with this a little, Alan, and tried to figure out what's going on here. I turned it on in the settings on the web page. I turned it on in my uh, network card settings on my computer. But then I found out that Cox cable, my ISP, doesn't actually have V6 yep. available. So I was not able to take advantage of this. I kind of wanted to see if it was faster or a more reliable connection. Uh, and, it won't uh, be. It's, it's the exact same. Oh. Um, but... The version four will phase itself out, and really the difference is is the amount of IP addresses available for the world. Right. And so, um, IP four will end up. Well, we're going to run out of IP addresses. That so they came up with the new version to allow for uh, a lot more uh, IP addresses. So, but it's actually the same same thing. So I don't think it will fix your. Uh, Darn, it darn. would be faster. But I tried, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right. Everything from point A to point B will have to support the IP version yeah, 6. Yeah, so you're what you're saying is at some point in the future, Cox Cable is going to say, okay, customers, we're going V6 today, and that'll be the day that it happens. Uh, they will have to? Yeah. Yep. So eventually, someday, just like everything else, is that something will phase itself out and everyone will have to move to it. Well, it looks like iRacing is set up for it, so that's a good thing. Yep. Uh, they took out the share on Facebook links off of off of that. Um, Man, I just I've, wish they had fixed it, is what I was hoping. I've never used, so <laughs> I know you've used it. I like Every time I win, I like to post it on Facebook, so uh, it was just handy. You know, you're on the results page, you, know, you click share to Facebook. Uh, I think a lot of drivers used it. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't been there working for quite some time, and so they just took it out. Uh, yep. And so that's, uh, that's a thing there. And let's see. Then we got uh, cars with tire warmers will now use the tire warmers while in the garage. So let's talk a little bit about that. I presume um, this is the new F1 car they're talking about. Well, it's actually every car, um, but there's there's some that let's see there's there's some where they they actually have like the tire warmers, and then the other cars are at a certain temperature um, at the beginning of the race, and 
because they were they were actually uh, mentioning. I'm I actually I don't have a release notes in front of me or the or why it says maybe you can pull that up, Carlos. But they recommended that you up your tire pressures on all your setups um, for road and oval uh, because of this change that they're doing. Um, but as you know, if you actually like seen a start of a F1 race, they have like those uh, looks like tire blankets or something like that before the race on, and that's just to keep the the tires from cooling off so you can actually start with a warmer tire. And so that's kind of what they're kind of getting off here is that is that they're going to be warmer now. But your setups are going to change, or they actually recommending that you change your setups to allow for this. So uh, for people that build up set build sets and stuff like that, you're going to want to take a look and see what they're recommending here and see actually what your starting temperatures will be now. My question is, uh, then, is there a way to monitor what these temps are? I don't understand that there is. Well, uh, in the garage, I got that starting temp. Oh, when you go to the setup page? Yeah, so I believe that they have now changed that to accommodate that for the tire warmers. Okay. So, yeah, you have your you're starting PSI and temps, and then as you're racing, then uh, and you go check, and, and those change. So, but uh, we'll see. Um, let's move on to uh, in the graphics again. They got the video memory slider will now go up to four gigs, um, which I like. I actually I got a three gig card, so I moved mine to to uh, three. Right. So this only used to only go to two. Now it goes to four. And this and there's two sliders. The one at the top is the uh, video, your video GPUs. Like so, whatever RAM you have for your video graphic card, three gigabyte, four gigabyte. That's what you set that top slider to. Yep. And then they also improve the the bottom one, which is your regular system RAM. It goes they, now to eight instead of four. Yep, for 64-bit versions. Right. Uh, yep. So if you have the 64-bit uh, version, you could go as high as 8. Uh, but like I was telling Jose uh, yesterday, when we, our team, we were going through these sliders and readjusting. And I, I suggest everyone take a look at these because now that they've changed the limits of where you can slide these, you really need to reevaluate if you got them in the right spot. But anyway, I was telling Jose... Hey, you want to go to eight, but you also want to leave a little RAM for your other applications that are running on your system, your iSpeed, your TeamSpeak, uh, whatever else. So maybe you want to set it to seven or something like that. Right. So, yeah. So if you have eight gigs in your computer, um, then, yeah, it's probably... You want to set it to seven, right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I know for me, I have 16, so I went all the way up. <laughs> so I took advantage of that. But yeah, uh, there's a couple things, and I suggest that you do uh, do change them. At uh, there's a lot of people that used to do it right into the uh, you, uh, the render .ini file. They used to uh, make changes in that, and so now you don't have to. Now you can use the sliders to be able to do that. Yeah, um, and the next thing was the little uh, FPS meter, as I call it, where you see your frames per second while you're in the sim. Uh, if you go into and enable in your app INI folder uh, something called CPU meter equal one, 
then you will now see some additional items on there. You know, you, know, you have your quality and so forth, your latency, uh, your, your force feedback. Now you have a new one called R, which is the time the foreground renderer took, and G, which is the time the GPU took. And if you also set the CPU meter as text equal one in the app I and I, they'll actually turn those times into milliseconds instead of bars. And I did turn this on for the race last night and checked it out. And it's kind of neat. Uh, it was telling me basically my GPU was 18 milliseconds delay and my CPU was 13 milliseconds delay or something. And there were times like when I would first hit grid or something, those numbers would go way high, but then they went back down real quick. All right. So, so you found it interesting to actually see that information, but it really is uh, just information on how your uh, hardware is uh, it's basically, yeah, is your hardware bottlenecking, is it delaying? You can see that in a millisecond number, or you can see it as the bar, you know, that goes yellow and red. So, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of neat to see, especially if you have questionable hardware, you might be able to see if your computer is the problem or is it your graphics hardware. Hmm. So that's uh, interesting. So if you want to be able to take a look at that, then you can uh, enable those and see them up there in your uh what i would call the f box that's that's what i call it uh the next item uh, which we need to go back up the list here we kind of went over but they announced the two the season one schedule 2016 season one schedule okay and part of that is some dramatic changes in how they've done things previously regarding qualifying all oval series will now have a solo two-minute warm-up followed by a five-minute qualifying session for two timed laps, period. So we've seen this in some series. Uh, we've talked about this previously in, uh, with you guys. Uh, what do you think? Uh, they, it looks like they pulled the trigger, and it's now on all oval series, as well as road. Uh, road will also have a two-minute warm-up with a seven-minute quality session uh, to do two timed laps. Uh, there are unique scenarios with certain tracks where they'll have a 20 minute solo qualifying session, such as the Nordsleaf. Yeah, right, it's you, like eight minutes by itself. Yeah, which you can't finish in time. Um, perfect. That's, that's why I say perfect. Yeah, that's what we wanted them to do, right? Yep. Yep, perfect. I hate it when someone can. Uh, run a qualifying time every hour or whatever it was and to just try to uh, and then that will carry over. I hated that. So Now do you um, think this will affect NIS? Yes. Yes I do. I think they'll be doing the NIS this way too. Yep. Yeah, even though NIS wasn't listed officially in this particular schedule, I also agree they'll probably do that for NIS. Yep. Well, I think when they say all over schedules, I think they or all over the series and when NIS comes up on the schedule in February. And, and they, they also clarified weather. All series will run dynamic weather now except for fixed setup series which run default weather. That makes sense. Perfect. Perfect. So if yep, it's fixed, it's default. Anything else, dynamic. Yep, I think they did a wonderful job with that.
But speaking of season one, what are your plans for? What are you going to run? 24 Daytona. Yeah. Wait for that. Yeah, we did so good last year. I'm excited for this year. We got to start planning. Otherwise, nothing? Just just the league stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't run regular, their regular 12-week season stuff personally, so I usually just stay away from that stuff. Hey, so yeah. By the end of the season, though, wouldn't NIS be starting back up? Yeah, it will. Well, now, now answer this, though. Aren't we supposed to be going to the low downforce cars and uh, the lower horsepower yep. with the cup? Oh, yeah. I'm telling well, you, I am going to run some races. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I want my I rating to stay up, but I kind of don't care. I'm going to do preseason practice. I mean, they never confirmed they were going to do that. Or- yeah, but we yeah. can do hosted and league until the cows come home and not mess up your I rating. Yeah, I personally, it wasn't in this build. And as you know, the next build isn't scheduled till after that IS season starts. Um, I don't see them doing that for uh, till the uh, next build. I don't. I, if I haven't heard anybody even mention it, so uh, I'm not expecting it. Well, we know we know NASCAR is doing it. We right. know that it doesn't affect Daytona necessarily. So it's really the second race on is what we're th- we're talking about. When did it do it for this year when they went from 900 to 700 horses? We did it, but we were several weeks late. That's probably what's going to happen again. Well, yeah. this time they have notice. I hope Eric Kudek is all over it. I'm sure he is. I, don't, I can't imagine they're not planning for this. I don't know. So I guess until we actually hear something about it, then uh, I'm personally not uh, planning on it. But then again, you know, every time... A build happens, the car changes. So, in some way or fashion, uh, I'm talking about the A car now and or the the Cup cars. And so, when it changes, then you're basically reworking sets and you know, if you're doing open setup stuff, or you know, re-testing things out anyway. Um, but uh, but otherwise, Brad, that would be your only reason for running any anything. No, I, I I do this all the time anyway. Yeah, um, I I just like to race. I don't care. I mean, I, I kind of pride myself on my I rating. I pride myself more on the safety rating, but uh, I don't care. I mean, if I've got the time and I'm not doing anything and not backed up with anything, I'm gonna go racing. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to run the A Open and only at the regular NASCAR tracks. I'm not going to do uh, the stupid stuff, as I like to call like it. If the cup car does, yeah, if the cup car doesn't run there, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing it. So, and uh, let me just do a quick thing to that uh, to that series, and I'll. To tell you that uh, there's some things the Milwaukee Mile. There's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna run that thing, uh, and Iowa. I'm not gonna run that. So, but uh, next week when it starts at Michigan, I am going to be on the track, and uh, you know, um, 
team's working on setups uh, as we speak for Michigan and and for the week after. And uh, most of us good guys, we plan to run the open and hopefully it'll be fun. Um, and so I'm willing to either gain or risk where I'm at in I rating just running the A open um, thing. And that kind of leads me into my next discussion is you guys know how I'm a big proponent on there should be I rating per car. Yep. And since they're not going to do that or anytime soon, and I totally miss like the D-class races, the late models, the the national car, you know. Um, I, and I really enjoy those things. I want to try the SK modified. I want to try the sprint car. I want to do that stuff. But uh, me, like like the reason why Mike doesn't run these other races except for the NIS, and Brad prides himself on his I rating. Um, my I rating at, for my, I would say my first account is where I would like it to be around when the NIS season starts up because those are the drivers I want to run around. That's that's the split I want to be. I don't know if I, I don't think I'd make top or um, division one with that I rating because I'm at 3611 right now. But I would be in division two and I kind of want to stay there. I don't want to to run these series that I enjoy that I'm not that good at and lose a bunch of I rating um, for it. Because, you know, like I said before, is that they say the I rating doesn't matter. It's just a way of splitting, but that's untrue. It does matter. And so I did a second account. Well, here's and, another thing to think of, though. I mean, we, we, we pride ourselves in saying, well, the NIS and blah, blah, blah. But the NIS is from Class C up, so you know your I rating puts you in a in a different um, split and stuff. But you can also be in there when, say, you're at a track that not a lot of people sign up for. You can be in there with some fours and fives and sixes, and not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that. The difference between running just NIS or ABC class, to me, there's only a slight difference. Uh, for me, I think there's a there's a big difference. Um, I find that in the official series that well, yeah, for the for the official stuff. If your I rating's high, and that there's a good chance that the SOF is going to be pretty low, lower than what you want. With the NIS, you know that pretty much everyone's around you, unless you're one of the real high guys that you know, where you got the big split. But for example, like I think there's around a 300 difference between Mike, between you and I. And yeah. And maybe, uh, and same with Brad, and I think maybe only a couple hundred difference with Carlos. You know, so when we're running an NIS race together, we're, you know, we pretty much know each other. Basically, on how I, uh, how I know most of the guys around my high rating. I jump into official, let's say, A-fixed. I'm in there with guys that are maybe 1,800 high rating, or a lot of people I don't even know. Um, guys that just 
you know, I, I can't, I don't really know their moves. I don't know who to watch out for. I don't know who, who I can race with. I don't know who I can go side by side. And I, you end up risking a lot more because you're in there with a lower SOF with a bunch of people you don't know. And you have much more of a chance to drop that I rating, I think. Yeah, I think you stuff. speak there to a quality of the NIS uh, that it's almost league-like in the fact that you know who you're racing. You know all these people that run every week in and you know week in week out, and that's one of the advantages of that series. Yep, I agree. And when I think once you get up into the top three splits, it really doesn't move that much anymore. If you're down there in the middle to lower, there's some bunch, there's some people bouncing around too much. Yeah, there's people flushing in and out, yeah, and or passing through, you know. Yeah. So it's it's so I like to be up there in the top three splits, you know, and and actually based on the timing and and what exactly series you're running, you know, for example, like the Sunday morning open race. I love doing that one because I'm in the top split, you know, I'm, I'm racing top split guys in there with, you know, with everyone with open setup. And it's, it, to me, it's, it's fun. And I don't feel I'm that bad at it either. So, you know, it's actually a nice, I rating boost for me if I get into that one, but racing on the, I would say the more popular one, which is Thursday night. I know Sunday night's probably the most popular, but I don't race Sunday nights. So the Thursday night fixed series, you know, it's I'm normally around the third split, and but again, I know all these people. I know what they do. I feel I feel more comfortable uh, racing those than I definitely do racing uh, any kind of official stuff. But that being said, I am going to do the open. That's just because. Uh, we are going to just continue our team schedule. I'm working on sets and, uh, and just continue running that. So, but I made my second account. Uh, I made my second account because I enjoy racing these Class D races and the late models and stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm not that good. And so um, to me, as of right now, even though I've only done a street stock series, since I've only had it for about a week and a half, eight races in. Um, as of right now, I'm thinking this is one of my better decisions I've made. So you're just racing that account and not caring about your I rating, just racing what you want to race. Correct. Racing what I want to race. You, you know, because last show we talked about, you know, I, I asked the question, okay, who owns the SK Mods, you know, and how many races have you done? And I believe we all owned it. No one did any races. So uh, that's a series I would actually like to, to run and have some fun at it and not worry the fact that I'm not very good and that my rating's going to drop or whatever. So it's, it's really, to me, uh, a fun account. So, but I was asked, um, what would I do if my rating became higher in my second account and my first account? <laughs> And the answer was quite simple. My second account would not become my first account, and I run. Right. Like I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? <laughs> yeah, no-brainer no at all. I mean, you got to buy all the content still? Yeah, you got to buy all the content and stuff. But uh, how I got into it was I used the PSR TV uh, promo code, uh, which gave me the three months and a free late model, since that's one of the series I want to run, uh, for $12. And then... 
um, I took advantage of the Black Friday deal and uh, upped it to a year and three months uh, for my thing. Uh, so I paid the extra $49. And so it cost me $61 for a year and three months. And so I have all the all the basic content and then I basically I would have to buy stuff as I go uh, starting over again. So, so I'm going to be doing the same thing I did last time, looking to buy six items at a time to get that percentage off or whatever it is. And uh, so now iRacing needs to do the iRating by car, and you've wasted your sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. If they did that, yep, it would definitely be a waste. But uh, for just for but now, they're not. We know they're not. Yep, they're not. And so for me, I just oh, it's it it's just fun. You know, and so I, if if my suggestion, if you got the funds and you like racing and you, and you don't want to worry about this stuff, or maybe maybe you're the guy on your first account you don't worry about this stuff. But if you do, and you got the funds, I would suggest do it. It kind of brings the fun back into it. Um, you know, I've just been so far. I've done like eight street stock races, and they've been a blast. And I haven't worried about someone hitting me, or you know, I got hit in a pace lap, and it's, it didn't matter to me, you know, because before, oh my god, I got four X, you know. Now I don't even care. It's just it's so much fun, and so I would, I would suggest it. Uh, you know, is the question is it cheating? You know what? Maybe in the in the rookie street stocks, I'm I'm you know I should be doing well and so far in the in all the street stocks including the week 13 which is not just limited rookies i've been doing well but you know once i move into class d i'm sorry but ty majeski was his 10,000 i rating is his class d late models so is it cheating no so that's my opinion on that because a lot of people think well you know you're basically bottom feeding no i'm not i'm not good in these series a lot of these series are going to be new to me it's not bottom feeding it's just having fun it isn't like i'm taking my regular account trying to build up my i rating on some something i do really well, well at. you're not going in and there then, taking every win are you on the street stocks uh um four for eight how's that wow not too bad yeah, hey, those, uh, those guys got to learn from somebody, right? Yeah, the three of them were this week though, with the because you can do the open sets and and uh, but like I said, I'm not in there just against rookies and D class and the week thirteen stuff. There's I'm beating A class drivers and stuff, but but that's just because you can work on your own sets and stuff. So I happen to uh, uh, I got a win at Lanier, and uh, basically what I did was I took the, their fix set. And uh, it was uh, tight in, loose off. And so I made it opposite of that. I made it loose in, tight, tight off, and uh, did, did well there. And then, uh, then I built a Charlotte uh, oval set, not their legend. I didn't bother racing that, but their oval set. And I got something that uh, works very well. And I'm two for two there. And uh, I'll probably end up doing a couple more today there because it's kind of enjoyable. And, uh, but then... Season one, I'm going to be uh, starting the D-class stuff, and because uh, I because I became a D-class now, I'm I'm out of rookies, and uh, so I'll be just uh, working on late models and and uh, working on that series, and but uh, it's all for fun. I'm not going to worry. So if I finish tenth, or if I get crashed, or you know if I win a few, that'd be great. But I probably probably won't. I've won one late model race in my with my first account and that was tough so 
but it's all for fun. So my suggestion is if, if you can do it, do it. That's, that's just my suggestion. Um, so that actually covers my final thoughts. So Brad, you got anything you want to uh, say before we end the show? Uh, I just like racing. I, I, I like to say I don't care if it's what series. Um, like I say, I I got out in the Indy car this morning. Didn't do bad. Didn't do great. But uh, uh, I guess I, I lean more toward the fixed cars because I'm not that good at doing setups. But uh, I've been kind of playing around and working on that a little bit. But. I'll just stay with what I do because I, I, I don't want to put any more money into it. I think if I put more money into it, it's going to be going to three screens instead of a second account. Oh, but, yeah. You uh, need the hardware. No, I've got the hardware to do it. I just don't have the uh, money for the extra TVs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the things I did uh, earlier this year was get the three monitors and that's a big improvement over the single monitor. So, yeah. But, I mean, it, 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 with the way things are going at work, I, I, I work my last day December 17th, and I don't go back until night shift on the 5th. Nice. And, and, and except for uh, Christmas and stuff, I'm going to be racing my guts out and watching football. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? That sounds like a holiday for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you should have some fun. Uh, Carlos, you got anything to say? Well, mainly just to cover my ass, just in case someone wants to do something about copyright. Uh, all the footage you have seen in this video is brought to you by iRacing. No, I don't know. Something, it's from my iRacing channel. I just don't want to, you know, have some issues down the road. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Very good. Um, Mike. Uh, a couple things. Uh here at Tafosi Racing, uh, at the end of the year, we're cleaning up our roster and uh, looking for recruits. If you think your uh, quality uh, of us, go talk to Jose Pabon and uh, let him know, and uh, we'll consider it. But uh, our, we, we're interested in taking on new members if they're the right fit. So the second thing is I want to read a, a letter that Tony Gardner, the president of iRacing, put up regarding this new build and everything that's happened this week. So uh, let me finish off with that. Tony Gardner said, I just wanted to thank all of our great customers for their patience. It was not our smoothest release. We knew it was going to take longer than normal as it was a major software update to the SIM, web architecture, and database which needed to follow a certain sequence. It is frankly why we do these things in week 13 four times per year and we also try to do the releases on the same day so we can all plan for a sustained downtime. The sim and database update went as planned but we ended up having an issue with the new web application included in this build. We had backup plans A, B, and C if any issues with this new web application happened. Unfortunately, we had to go all the way to plan C, our worst case scenario, to correct the issue which took the longest. 
Ironically, this new web application will really help us in the future to develop our website to handle heavy loads like the influx of thousands of people all at the same minute doing software downloads. There are many other things we have done and can do to make sure builds in the future go smoothly. Obviously, we are already discussing better ways to test things like this in the future. Lastly, we have stats turned off currently, but expect to turn them back on shortly. None of the stats will be lost. We are just trying to be conservative and minimize website load until comfortable. So there it is, uh, the explanation of what's happened uh, with this build and uh, why we had sustained downtime and probably the reasons for the big build uh, coming this mo uh, coming Monday. Yep. Uh, I honestly was expecting them to uh, back out of the update come Wednesday. I was actually thinking that they were do a full rollback. Yep, that's yep. I was uh, totally expecting that, and um, I'm kind of glad that they trudged through it and got it to where at least where we're at now. But yeah, that's that's what I was expecting. I was expecting this is my, that would probably be the plan C. You know, <laughs> so that's what I kind of thought. Well, this is not working move back so anyway yeah it happens anything else Mike no that's it all right actually I do have one more thing and I, I just want to say that uh, you know iRacing is meant to be fun and fun for everyone and uh, uh, people sometimes people take it really serious and they get really upset at things and and uh, be honest with you one of the things I learned and having a second account uh, was just some of the nasty stuff I hear, and these are—you you, got to understand—these are these was rookie street stocks I was in, and I just can't believe it. A lot of these people are just new to the sim; they're learning, and some of the things that were said during those races, I—I I, I, just—I couldn't believe that was coming out. People should be uh, a lot more respectful than that. Um, you know what comes out of their voice chat. I mean. Can you imagine it being your first race and and you make a mistake like you spin out in the corner and, and you end up hitting someone and they're jumping on you on a racing chat about how big of an idiot you are or that type of stuff. It's your, it's your first thing. So I think that people are just uh, take it easy out there and really think about what you're doing before you hit that uh, that speak button, you know, I, I, you know, I was, I said it during a couple of my videos. This is some of the nastiest stuff I've, I've seen. Um, you know, just uh, the hatred of people just, and you're in rookie street stocks. I just completed. So anyways, it's meant to be fun. Have fun with it. Um, and if any of the chat and stuff like that bothers the heck out of you, uh, suggestion I have is to mute them all, just mute them all. And then you don't have to worry about it. Just race your race and, ha and have some fun. And then eventually uh, uh, turn it back on, and hopefully you'll be in with some different people who, who are uh, much better at that stuff. But um, anyways, just uh, have fun with it. It is a game. Uh, we're all just trying to enjoy the, the sim, so just make sure you have fun. And uh, that would be it, I think. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on YouTube, follow on Twitter and Facebook, and SoundCloud. See you on the track.